0: Be a football game tonight, now, no down. It's gonna be a football be game
1: here. Okay, I, I don't here. Before. All right, let's go, baby. Toss the to White. He's in Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback! Watson. Touchdown! Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. One second
0: remaining. Ladies and gentlemen, football to the max. Your host,
1: Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Randy Isbell.
0: Hello and welcome to another football to the max. The first Monday, Tuesday morning edition. We've done actually in a while because stuff keeps happening where they don't happen. But this one is actually pretty special because uh, sadly Eric is not here. Uh, he apparently, even though ironically the the Dolphins were playing, he looks like he fell asleep early. But hey, in exchange we have a the old man is back. Randy oh, Isbell. Is I here. am old. <laughs> Uh, how how is it to be back on on the podcast? It's been a whole year.
1: It's been a a long time, and I'm excited. Uh, I'll see if I can remember how to do this. But I figured, you know, since the Jets didn't show up on Sunday, I should show up Monday night. And and we all know Eric. You know, he fell asleep from excitement. I I, I think he watched Monday night football with us the rest of us, and his body went into shock. I mean, Jay Cutler outdueled Tom Brady.
0: Oh yeah, certainly. It, it, I don't think uh, any of us would be believing that we'd say that today, right? Like, Trey Culler's been okay. You know, he I don't think he's been as bad as uh, thinking people thought he could be. Uh, it helps when you have a, you know, a jar Landry and Kenyon Drake is kind of taking that role of being now the third running back and now the lead running back and he was catching and rushing in this game. He, he was pretty much the, I'd say, aside from Xavier Howard, the player of the game, really.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he definitely led the offense, as you said, doing it from both sides. I mean, receiving, rushing the ball. Some of the moves that he was making was just completely ridiculous, where you'd think he'd get stopped for a one-yard gain and he'd go out and get the first down. He does have the injury scare, but luckily he comes back in the game. But, yeah, to me, Xavier... Uh, whatever his last name was. I think it was number 25. I just kept cussing him out because he was. I had Brad and Cook's a fantasy and he was not allowing that to happen at all. But he, I, to me, he was completely fantastic. It seemed like every time on third down, they would try to go to Cook's and there was just nowhere to go. I mean, some of the plays he made, a couple of interceptions on deep bombs, one where he was three steps behind and came back. It just shows you that It doesn't matter how good you are. Playing a team twice in three weeks is extremely difficult. Not only because they're going to come up even better the second time and try to not let you sweep the season series, but you kind of do get lethargic. It is a Monday night game. They're playing the Steelers next week. And even the great Tom Brady, can, even though he won't say it, can take a team a little lightly and then before you know it you've gotten punched in the mouth a few times and you can't come back
0: it's weird because you know the Dolphins have been a team that have actually played Brady pretty well in the past and it's I think here what happened is that really just you know they knocked Brady off his game it's good for Brady and the Patriots to have the off game this week and not in the game that you know it's going to be hyped up to all hell between the you know the two leaders in the AFC next week and and it should be but let's let's be honest too the dolphins have a lot more to play for right they are in the playoff race still if they win yeah the Patriots yeah. are okay
1: and i still don't see the dolphins as a playoff team i mean they're definitely still in it especially that second wild card spot in the AFC is just a cluster at the moment and um, I, for one, when the whole Cutler situation went down at the beginning of the season, thought it would be just fine for Miami. You give me Tannehill or Cutler, I call it a wash. I I mean, obviously Cutler was going to have to take time to get into the offense. I didn't see Miami as that great of a team to begin with. But in a conference that, other than the Patriots and the Steelers, and I guess you can throw the Jaguars in there now, no one wants to really prove themselves as a solid playoff team beating the Patriots and getting yourself to six and seven and giving yourself a chance I mean anything can happen and and honestly if, if they can play defense like that where the secondary can be so good and that that front four can put so much pressure on the quarterback where he has just no time you can definitely see them run the rest of the table. I mean, it would be interesting to see how this game would have went with Gronk in there to be the dump-off specialist. Uh, without the dump-off ability, it seemed like you know, the Patriots were only had two options, run the ball, which he couldn't do against Miami, or try to find a wide receiver, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he connected with a wide receiver until the third quarter.
0: Oh, no, you're right. No, so I they, mean, they completely it really just Amendola and uh, he he was throwing to like Dwayne Allen pretty much.
1: But it will be interesting uh, for Miami though. You look at the rest of their schedule; they play Buffalo twice, and they go to Arrowhead. So it's a tough schedule, but that is three games against two teams that you're <laughs> battling with for a possible wildcard spot.
0: Yeah, and that's important. You beat the ones around you. Not only do you you win in the conference record, you win in head-to-head. That's what you need right now mm-hmm. uh, with the Dolphins. It's something that scares me as a Cowboys fan looking at <clears> that NFC East, or, or not just the NFC East, the, the NFC itself, and going, mm-hmm. God, all the teams that are doing well, we lost to them. So this is not good. Even if they were to get to 10-6, and six, the teams that might be 10-6 and six and beating them out, the Falcons, the Rams, you know, that Seattle game obviously you have to have at this point because you can't lose again. Like, depending on who's there, you might – it doesn't matter if you get 10-6. and six, You're not making it because you didn't beat the other teams at the right spots. The Packers too now with Aaron Rodgers coming back. So who you beat right now, the Dolphins have the, the best uh, – really good shot of saying, all right, we beat a Chiefs team that – got past their division rival after losing the first time really closely. And then you get uh, Buffalo, who, you know, just played in a ridiculous game in the snow and and found a way to win. And that was a game that Buffalo had to have. So mm-hmm. this is this is going to be, like you said, something very interesting for the Dolphins. And might as well get to that game because it's one of the highlights of this entire week is Buffalo in Ridic- probably the most ridiculous amount of snow that we've seen <laughs> in a long time on a field. I mean, it felt like you're watching, you know, some other sport besides football with the amount that was on there. But uh, are you sure they weren't in Toronto? Yeah, uh, it but was so good. It was. It was good. There was, uh, you know, what you expect as far as it's low scoring because there's going to be things happening that you don't expect with the, with the snow. You had to go to overtime 7-7, which is something you don't see every day. And LaShawn McCoy gets that touchdown for the Buffalo Bills to win. But, man, that's uh, a big win for Buffalo. Almost kind of just hurtful for the Colts just because one of those games, again, you could have won. Very much like a couple of other games they've had this season.
1: Yeah, and it's – yeah, I love this game. Yeah, I remember. I usually watch the Red Zone on Sundays. Again, as a Jets fan, you have to watch something entertaining. <laughs> so I watched the Red Zone, and I love that. Like anytime, nothing was like close to the Red Zone. They're like, I ah, just go to Buffalo. This is this is more fun than anything else right now. So they showed a lot of that game, which I absolutely loved. I, I honestly, I think Lashawn McCoy would love to play in seven feet of snow every week. He seems to have these kind of games in this condition. He just loves to play in it. 32 carries, 156 yards. I mean, just put him on your back. This is the kind of games that Buffalo needs to play in now uh, with Taylor injured because obviously Nathan Peterman's not doing it. He gets hurt too. Joe Webb is nothing. Uh, So it's go on the back of Deshaun McCoy and play the defense. And if the weather can play a big factor in it, then that's a positive uh again like miami the the whole schedule for the afc east is crazy at the end of the year at least for the three teams that matter because again miami and buffalo play twice and buffalo also gets new england so again play all the teams that are around you here at the end of the year so not an easy sledding for a team that i don't think is going to make it but again they're right in the mix
0: yeah i think buffalo has a shot, especially the way with uh, – you've you got to think about it like this. Like, I think Baltimore got really unlucky with that Pittsburgh game that we'll talk about in a little bit. That was a heck of a thriller. I mean, for all the, the primetime games that have absolutely just not delivered this year, Pittsburgh and Baltimore once again delivered a classic. But they lost a game that if they would have won, they would have kept that separation – uh, mm-hmm. That they have in the AFC, and right now, uh, they really don't because you now you've let all the other teams in the the Chiefs, Chargers, uh, you know, depending on what happens between that, the you know, and you've let in the Dolphins and and all, all these other teams. Now the Bengals pretty much eliminated themselves no. uh, because how the hell do you give up thirty three points to a Denver team that has, has played? that badly
1: no uh, uh, chicago
0: or yeah. chicago i yeah uh, denver also miraculously won. yeah, miraculous yeah, thank,
1: yeah.
0: The, well so the they played the jets but, the jets yeah. didn't
1: show up yeah okay. i just don't they understand
0: just, how you don't show up to a game where well no it's yeah.
1: so here's the thing and, and we'll just hit on those two games quick because they're basically the same thing uh the cincinnati's over uh, it, it's yeah. it's time to move on from the head coach marvin i want to say marvin jones marvin right
0: lewis. Marvin, lewis. marvin
1: lewis thank you it's, it's been a while since i've been on a podcast and i don't remember half of these names marvin anymore. jones
0: is yeah. a is a receiver for the the lions yes. okay he's
1: he's he's stuck on my head too he's on my fantasy team uh but yeah marvin lewis is done uh, it's time he's kind of been hanging in there for a long time and that mediocrity so they've hit that point uh, and you can kind of tell that the season's over for Cincinnati, and they have, have thrown in a towel. The Jets have been such a a weird conundrum this year. At times, you get the feel that it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick from two years ago with yeah. McCown. Just, he's like, no, look, I can actually be a decent quarterback. Not great, but a decent enough quarterback with some young talent around him, and they could go out and surprise anybody at home. I mean, the fact that they almost beat the Patriots at home, the fact that they almost beat the Falcons at home, uh, they lost one to the Buccaneers, which was a sh- a sham. I, mean, I don't know how they they end up blowing that one. But at home, they have been extremely tough. On the road, not so much. And, and they proved it here as you go to Mile High, which is a, a tough place to play, even though Denver is god awful. And they completely no-showed. So yeah, if you're a fan of Chicago and Denver, It's great that you get a win. I can't see this continuing for any of them. Yes, Trubisky does amazing against the Bengals, what, 25 of 32 for 271. This is not his coming out party yet. I mean, still a long ways to go. I think the one thing I've taken over the last two years, and I haven't been able to share it on the podcast, is we have gotten to the point where we overreact about young quarterbacks so fast. I mean, how many people gave up on Goff after his rookie season? Uh, and now he's turned it around. And and this year just shows that you can't. Josh McCown, very old, can lead a team. Uh, You have Case Keenum leading Minnesota, and actually playing extremely well. And if his name wasn't Case Keenum, he would be in the MVP race. But because it's Case Keenum, we go, no, we can't do that. There's no chance. So it's like, any quarterback, if you put him in the right situation, can shine or be a bust, and it's the same thing we'll talk about Kaiser later. I think I see some really good signs out of him if they give him a chance, but I know 80% of the world has already given up on him. And He's like, Yeah, it's, the, Cleveland needs to draft a quarterback in, in the first round next year. No, they don't, so uh, we'll see well, what Trubisky,
0: the GM's already said that that's what they're doing,
1: yeah. And it's so, wrong. but like, again, Kaiser is showing signs, Trubisky is showing signs, but again. I don't take anything great because it was Cincinnati giving up, but it's nice to see Trubisky going out and doing something. But to me, I I wait for two years until I finally go, okay, now let's evaluate because at this point we go, it's like the first pass of their rookie season and we go, ah, we're done. He's terrible.
0: Well, yeah, and I think it also helps a lot for Kaiser to have – receivers that actually, you know, want to be there, not like Kenny Britt who, you know, it right. it says a lot that the first thing that the new GM does when he gets in there, let's release a receiver that has played like crap this season and a veteran that shouldn't be doing that. Even if you're playing for the Browns, you're still playing in the NFL. That's not a god-given right it's a privilege. And I get it maybe he was doing it to get off the team, but I'm assuming this is not going to help you when you try to get on another team later. Mm-hmm. And you get Josh Gordon back who, you know, if he can stay on the field is, is one thing here. But the dude uh, is, is still, doesn't matter how much time he's off the field, he's showing he's a dynamic player.
1: For his sake, I hope that he can fix his demons completely and he's over this now and he can finish out his career strong. I mean, his touchdown catch was, I mean, that's typical Josh Gordon, the way he reached out for that one. So just for his sake... I hope that he can overcome all this stuff finally and and just shine on the football field. And for Cleveland, they definitely need a playmaker like that. They showed signs that they could beat Green Bay, but I mean, give credit to Brett Hundley for some of those late drives that he had in that game. Him and Jamal Williams had an outstanding game there too and definitely sets up an interesting run for them over the last three games as they get Aaron Rodgers back. I have to say, I remember last year we were coming down to the wire. I don't remember this much intrigue and this many different kind of possibilities with three weeks left. If I remember right, last year was, yeah, this team could, but yeah, right. There's a lot that can change over these last three weeks.
0: Yeah, it's that's what's actually really impressive about this season is, you know, the AFC has been bad. We have to be honest about that, but it leaves it to where, Man, if one of these teams get in, they could be dangerous. And, and maybe except for the Titans, who are kind of going on down a downtrend right now, yeah. but it—you know—the Jaguars showed that whether they win this division or they get in as a wild card, you don't want to play them. And Seahawks had to deal with that front and center with Russell Wilson making some incredible uh, throws to make it close, and then of course. It bites him in the butt uh, again. The the interceptions that he threw, uh, it's just the it's it's like you you've said many times, Randy. You're a little bit early on the Jaguars, but uh, the draft. Is Why did I give buying. up on them?
1: Why did I give up on this team? Just this...
0: because I'm, you were I... saying, "Oh, it's the Jaguars again," like many people thought, and between getting in Tom Coughlin, the the all the buys that they made on the defense and in the draft. That, that's and, how you do it, Cleveland. And
1: who would have thought?
0: Well, And that's what I'm saying.
1: It's like Give them a little bit of time. Jacksonville ha- went through that whole process, <laughs> and now it's finally taking place. And who would have thought that Jacksonville would be 9-4 and four the year that they lose Allen Robinson in the first week? Mm-hmm. And they lose Allen Hearns in the middle of the year. Right. D.D. Westbrook is, is, is finally healthy, and he's, he's coming to his own. Keelan Cole? Yeah. Has anyone ever heard of that name? leading the team in receiving yards of this game. I mean, obviously, it definitely helped to get Leonard Fournette and to really get him that running back that was going to help Blake Bortles and take some of the pressure off of him, who I have to admit is playing much better lately. He's not Bortling it up as much as he used to. But again, he has the safety net of the running back. The defense has been stout. And I'm sorry. Again, I live in the Northwest, so I have to deal with Seahawks fans all the time. Other than, you know, Blake Bortles not being a rookie, does the Jaguars not remind you of an early Seahawks team? Yeah. hard nose uh, defense, great secondary, ground-and-pound offense with a couple blips of explosiveness. This seems like Russell Wilson's rookie year.
0: Other than, I think, Russell Wilson proved in his rookie year that he was still better than Blake Bortles. Oh, um,
1: that's I, again, yeah. I would not yeah. compare Bortles to Wilson, but a, a decent enough quarterback and Wilson had his troubles in his rookie year, but his elusiveness has been amazing. And I'll just touch on that too. Even though they lost this game and Russell Wilson threw three interceptions, Russell Wilson won the MVP to me, just watching this game because you take Russell Wilson off of the Seahawks. They get not only do they get blown out this week, they would be under five hundred by a long ways. Oh, what that what that man does? I mean, and at least two of his interceptions were let me try to do something and throw it sixty yards down the field and hope my receiver makes the play, because uh, they were down and he was trying to do stuff. But how he can i hate the way he plays i don't like it because it's backyard football to me where he just scrambles and waits for a receiver to get open but when you have an offensive line that's that bad and receivers that can't create separation off the line you have to do what he's doing and without him the seahawks are nothing so again they lost he threw three interceptions to me right now he's the front runner for the mvp
0: Oh, yeah, I don't think there's any, I mean, I think, uh, you know, with the the way Hundley's played in Green Bay, even if, you know, Aaron Rodgers leads into the playoffs, I think you could take him out of there. Uh, I think you brought up uh, before we started that the the ones leading the playoff race didn't have great stat lines this week, or not the play the MVP race, but, you know, Carson Wentz goes down. I think Carson Wentz would have been uh, the winner, I very much like Derek Carr last year, had you know they've been able to stick around the entire season. But Russell Wilson right now, especially if Seattle can make it to the playoffs, and you
1: can you can definitely make an argument for Carson Wentz, or you could have obviously before the injury. But to me, it's it's how you you um, put the definition for MVP. Do you put You know, this team became the best team because of this guy, or this team would be complete garbage without him. Like, Russell Wilson, I think, is the most valuable, but Carson Wentz took his team and made them, you know, a top notch team. So, again, if he would have stayed healthy, I would not have been upset either way. But to me, just the way Russell Wilson handled that fourth quarter and how he's handled the fourth quarter all year has been very impressive, not so impressive. Uh, the defense of Seattle at the end of that game and just reminding everybody that they just can't take a loss in a tough game. Yeah, Watching the end of that, did you not have flashbacks of the Super Bowl when they did that with the Patriots? Yeah, it's, oh, we're going to lose, so now let's just be chippy and dumb. Let's
0: get mad at, look, the fans shouldn't be throwing stuff on no. the field. Let's, that's let's be, that's but, a
1: whole different
0: but, like, you, you don't need to be trying to get at them either. Like, you got to remember that this is – you're getting paid a lot of money. You just got to cool it. You might get in trouble for that and l- lose some money because you you got overheated. And yeah, it, you can't – go
1: ahead. I was just going to say, and to me, those are two different situations. Uh, and the guy going after the crowd, you can't do that. You can't – I mean <laughs> – We've seen this run with run our test, no matter how stupid the crowd is, you can't go after them. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but yes, the crowd in that situation was 50, 50 problem in that situation, but I'm talking more on the field and, uh, trying to take the guy's knee out on the kneel and just, the, the, the crybaby attitude by some of those guys, which one of them, They're like Shelton attacking Richardson.
0: people on a freaking kneel. Come on. Yeah.
1: I mean, Sean like. Richardson, ex jet, uh, ex-jet, uh like, uh, he's, he's fit in with Seattle quite well. Who is who is the coach that used – Who is? was – I mean, he was a blip in the NFL. But he coached, Seana. I want to say, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Shiana, where he, he did that with – he had his players do that. Is that. That's what it felt like. And it's just – it's dumb, and it just – it was disappointing to see after a very cool fourth quarter where I don't like the Seahawks, but watching them come back and, and s- seeing that – Playout out was really fun to watch and then of course it just is is gross and ending but jacksonville to me is is legit unfortunately i don't see them going that far in the playoffs just for the fact that can they really win in foxborough or Hinesfield? i don't see it yet but man they're tough
0: that defense can win you a championship and that that's what's been winning them games is that defense and then Fournette and Blake Bortles actually play one of his better games against Seattle uh, but what if you get the bungling Blake Bortles and you got to deal with oh we got to fight interception for interception or fumble and fumble that's when it gets difficult for for the Jags and it, it's all got to depend on mm-hmm. what kind of game are you having can they protect him enough and that, that I still want to see what happens in a game where the Jags don't get all these interceptions, right? And it's yeah. totally on Bortles to make things happen. Is that what happens in the playoffs and then they go down because of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, no. it's, it's, it's highly possible. But uh, you look at Jacksonville again, I'll bring up the, the final three weeks. They play the Texans, they play the 49ers, they play the Titans. I know the 49ers are playing a bit better Everyone's getting on the hype train for Garoppolo, who I think is good. But, again, people are overhyping because all of a sudden the 49ers have won a couple of games. But they are definitely playing t- tougher. And then they play at Tennessee. I, I think at that point they're going to have the division locked up. Tennessee get- could be playing for a wild card. But I bring this up more for the fact that you know Jacksonville has an outside shot of getting the two-seed from New England. I mean, with the Patriots losing this week, say they lose to Pittsburgh next week, all of a sudden, Jacksonville could have the same record. And right there, I mean, if if you could get the Patriots to come to your house, it gives you a, a little bit better edge at that point. Again, I would still favor the Patriots in a playoff matchup. I mean, you're saying Tom Brady or Blake Bortles at this point. <laughs> but, it, I mean, you can take whatever edge you can get.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now the Jags kind of have a the, – they they have a this, almost the same record on the road as they do at home. They're not uh, – you know, Everbank isn't always a home field advantage, honestly. So I don't know that necessarily it's the worst thing if they go to Foxborough either. And I think it just all depends on how that de- – if that defense can do what the Dolphins did tonight – to Brady mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah we're talking about Jags winning if Brady protects the ball can get it to those receivers and Bortles has one of his Bortaculars then uh, no but yeah the blueprint's been laid for Jacksonville you just got to be able to do it and, and I think uh for the Titans too it's just these last few games have not uh Not been wonders for them uh, at all as far as saying you want to go in with the best, you know, look towards the playoffs. A Cardinals team that is eliminated. Uh, Yeah, Blaine Gabbard has a lot to play for himself because obviously Carson Palmer's days are numbered and he might be sitting there saying, well, maybe I have a shot at this starting gig thing. So, you know, he did decent enough. And the Cardinals defense pretty much just shuts out the Titans in the second half completely and they win. This is a game and for Tennessee you gotta have. You can't be given games away against lesser opponents right now.
1: Yeah, and, and Tennessee is just off. I, I don't know how to explain it. I like Mariota, but he has definitely had a awful awful season More interceptions than touchdowns this year, especially over the last four. He's just completely... I think he's trying to force it a little too much. The run game has not been as good as you would like. Corey Davis coming in and trying to get that connection going on. To me, I think the defense is playing fine enough for Tennessee. It's just when you have a quarterback that's young like Mariota, trying to do too much, again, kind of the excuses that I was giving to Blake Bortles three, four years ago, you make it really tough for your team to win. And honestly, I think it's their quarterback play that's going to make them miss the playoffs, even though they, you would have thought a couple of weeks ago, they were one of the teams that were locked in.
0: Yeah, you would have. And with uh, the schedule they have coming up, you're still thinking that they probably have one of the spots coming in, but you just, you never know. Uh, again, you know, 49ers are, at, right now with Garoppolo, they've been a team that's winning. So that's not a <laughs> foregone conclusion. Then you got the Rams and Jags. I mean, you got three games here where they could all be losses, and you're looking yeah. at out of the playoffs. So, uh, And I think what you said, the reason why he's doing so much is because that running game just hasn't been there. Yeah, Derrick Henry gets the touchdown. But when this first started with Murray and Henry, this was a, you know, one-two punch that you couldn't stop, and Mariota was able to find the receivers uh, down the field or whatever. And and then he got hurt, and, you know, they they were kind of never the same after that. But I, I just feel like they figured out that, okay, let's stop the run game. Let's put this on Mariota. And so far, people have been able to succeed on this so yeah and
1: it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see they put if you go back and look they played a lot of really close games so maybe their record is a bit smoke and mirrors as well uh maybe they weren't that next level that uh, a few people are starting to annoy uh, but it's gonna be interesting uh, again they're sitting there eight and five have the the front runner spot for that first wild card spot got to win a couple games here in the last three
0: Yeah, certainly do, Uh, just to make sure that you keep one of those wildcard spots alive, because like we talked about, with a lot of these teams getting hot, like uh, the Chargers have been, and uh, they don't seemingly stop for anyone, and and the Bills keep winning games, even though you think maybe they they might lose one here and there, got to watch out. That one could get taken up really quick. Uh, You're leading it by a game right now, but Let's say you lose next week to the 49ers or uh, in a game that the Rams kind of got to have to keep pace the way the Seahawks are playing. Uh, you've got you've got tough matchups. And, you know, mm-hmm. the Chargers go in and blow away. Look, the Redskins were eliminated at this point, and they were down guys again. I don't know how many times Kirk comes to play without uh, Trent Williams and various parts of his offensive line. Uh, his receivers have not been there this year at all.
1: Do you think we can make a call and get West to play at the offensive line this year for them?
0: Maybe. Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, he
0: might. He might do a better job than some of those backups. It's you
1: know been I mean? rough, and I, uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast for a long time knows I love Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's not going to happen, but I want Cousins on the Jets in the worst way. I think he's awesome. Uh, but oh my God, that the offensive line has been terrible. The receiving issues. I thought Terrell Pryor was going to be great for this team. He was garbage before he got hurt no jordan reed it's that's a mess but you you look at the chargers they're winning that division that's i mean my prediction right now who who would have thought that a month ago and who would have thought that this saturday night game against kansas city would be for basically the division
0: uh with (laughs) with the way this
1: season started out but you have that's going to be one amazing game that I can't wait to watch on Saturday. But listen, Philip Rivers over the last month has has put himself, honestly, I mean, if you really want to think about it, possibly in the MVP race as well. I don't think he's going to win it, but he goes out and wins these last three and turns this around and wins the division. He has been playing phenomenal lately.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you have to put them in that conversation if they go and win the division. I mean, they will have to have won, what, like seven games in a row mm-hmm. to end the season? Uh, I, that's it, it. It's incredible to be able to do that, not only that, and, and go on and win your division. Yeah, you have to count on the Chiefs playing badly for a huge stretch there uh, as well, which, you know, that has nothing to do with Rivers, even if they win uh, next week, but... You have to give it up to the guy. He's he's yeah. throwing it out there, scoring touchdowns. One thing that's huge for him is Keenan Allen being healthy yes. the entire season. And Tyrell Williams coming on uh, as well. That defensive line all right, with Bosa and Ingram are monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they've got the right mix of everything uh, right now and even with playing in a soccer stadium these these guys are right. are are doing it so
1: so uh, well i've so, i've already said that i think they're going to win the division do you think they're going to win the division
0: i it I, it's hard for me to think that they're, this role is going to stop that game on saturday is huge though
1: yes so uh, let me play devil's advocate cuz I'm, I'm just looking at stuff i still think that they're going to win the division and they are for real but you look at their schedule Obviously, they started 0-4. They've won seven of their last nine. You look at the teams that they beat, and you start wondering, has this been a mirage? I don't think so, just from the eye test. I think they can play well. You're
0: beating, okay, yeah, you beat the Giants, Raiders, Broncos.
1: You beat the the Bills, who have been up and down, and I think that was the Peterman game. Where he threw four interceptions. Yeah, I might be wrong. The yes. Then you play the Cowboys in the middle of their suspension. They start to figure things out without Elliott, but that was kind of before they started turning things around. And right. then you beat the Browns and the Redskins. Your two losses were the Patriots and Jaguars. Like your only two real competition, you lost to. Yeah, both. Oh, and you closed. lost to the
0: Chiefs and Eagles as well. Oh, that way again, so, they started going forward, but right.
1: Uh, so they still haven't really beaten anybody worth anything when they were worth anything but to me just the way they have been playing and again i test obviously saturday is the biggest test at arrowhead but i still think they're for real and they can win a division but this could be one of those teams that just took advantage of their schedule and really aren't worth a shit but again devil's advocate but i think they are
0: yeah i mean you bring up a good point right because okay saturday is a divisional game the last game of the season is a divisional game. And you got the Jets, who, you know, <laughs> it's a bye
1: week. It's a they're bye now week. It's a
0: officially pretty much eliminated. So what are you going to get by the time you get to Christmas Eve? This could be another game where you're just beating somebody. So oh, okay. if you win on Saturday, you beat the Chiefs and who else at that point? And, okay, yeah, maybe you have that chip on your shoulder when it comes to playoff time. and go, okay, everybody keeps saying we haven't beat anybody. Let's go beat someone. But you still got to beat them, you know? So,
1: I think, as you said, the the pieces that you listed off, they have the pieces there for sure. And, again, I think they are. And all you have to do is beat the people out in front of you. And that's all they've had to do. Mm -hmm. They win on Saturday. They basically win this division. Who cares who they beat?
0: Yeah. Because it won't matter at that point. What will matter is when you get to that first game of Subhub, And you win that game. Now, you go and lose, maybe the whole who you played matters, though, Mm. at that point. But, Mm. you know, you got to prove it when it comes playoff time. uh, Because a lot of times the hot team goes in and performs way better than anybody ever thought they would. And and they win.
1: Yeah, the Giants did that twice.
0: Yeah. So, you know, all you got to do is keep doing what you're doing here. Uh, you know the Chiefs well. You lost them early in the season, yeah, when you were in a, a slump. Uh, but, hey, uh, it, it's we we saw it today. It's hard to beat a team twice in a season, especially mm-hmm. where the Chargers are. I think the Chiefs kind of just played a Raiders team that that defense is still bad, and they were able to to control Derek Carr, who is still dealing with having receiver problems himself, where a lot of the guys get injured or suspended or whatever, and, you know, it, it hit him at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But right, right now, just Philip Rivers keeps doing his thing. I, I think they they could be someone that you don't want to mess with when it comes to playoff time, depending on who you're playing as well. You know, uh, let's say that they're playing the Ravens or something like that. You know, I, I might take the Chargers in that matchup. So,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. again, there's a lot that is going to be determined. We basically know that that Pittsburgh and New England, for the most part, are going to get the buys. Maybe Jacksonville can sneak in there, but the matchups that'll be playing in the wild card round at this point, who knows?
0: Yeah, uh, it's such a crapshoot right now in both conferences. That a lot left, uh, and until we know anything. More It, it kind of is uh, what it is right now, but let's see. I mean, we talked about the 49ers. I think Garoppolo improved on his first game. Yeah, they're playing the hapless Texans. Let's let's be honest there, but it's not like Savage didn't try uh, to go out there and, and keep them close. It was really just uh, 49ers had too much for a Texas defense that ever since uh, they lost to Sean Watson, have not really been themselves. Can't stop DeAndre Hopkins, though. So he has been amazing with Savage. It, uh, it. I have him in, like, two fantasy leagues, and that dude has been carrying my team <laughs> amazingly. So.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins hurts. I traded him early because
0: uh,
1: the, the quarterback play had been so just awful, I couldn't deal with it. And then it just seemed like after Wat- Watson showed up and dominated with him, that Savage went, oh, that's all you have to do is just throw it to Hopkins over and over and over. And every time he does, it just makes me more and more sad. Um, but yeah, I, these these are two teams that we could be talking about in the future. I mean, obviously with Watson getting healthy next year, they have the pieces there with Fuller and Hopkins on offense to defense. You know, it's getting a little bit older, but you can find pieces there. The 49ers are intriguing to me because I want to see exactly how Garoppolo does in a full season and and how he can kind of progress. He has some young talent there, and they're kind of in that, that middle section. We You know, we talked about the Cleveland Browns, and we talked about Jacksonville, who used to be like the Cleveland Browns. And San Francisco's kind of in that middle part. They've They've been rebuilding a little bit. They're not ready to contend. But they're not garbage so next year is kind of that that tilting point are they going to continue to struggle and go 4 and 12 or are we going to see a 7 and 9 8 and 8 season and see them really take that next step forward
0: yeah i think that's you know you got Carl's side goodwin has been uh actually it's very solid for them uh this season I was trying not to say good and good and two things there. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, I think what you. Uh, and for the most part, I thought Bethard was okay. You know, he wasn't awful. Uh, so there have been certainly worse quarterbacks than him this season. And I think the defense is. Been actually sort of underrated for the 49ers It's just been putting that together, and I think the team just mm-hmm. when you have a guy like Garoppolo who has the pedigree, he's proven it. He he went out there and won with the Patriots when when Brady was out with the the Deflate Gate thing. He comes in the 49ers he keeps winning. And let's say you win these last games, and and you go into the next season knowing okay, we're six and ten, and all those wins that we got with Garoppolo that sets you up for feeling like, Hey, we could be something. And let's be honest. Would it be good for them to have a higher draft pick and, and maybe get Garoppolo some help, uh, either a receiver or offensive line help, or I don't know if you want to go on that. You've gone a lot on the defensive side lately. Sure. But I think the confidence for them and for Garoppolo for Shanahan and for everybody to know, okay, we got somebody here. We don't even even need to think about one of these quarterbacks uh, in that draft. I think it's better for that team in the long run because you, you traded a big, pretty high pick for the guy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't see them winning the last three of the regular season, but obviously they're not going to go out and try to, to lose them on purpose. This is, as you said, trying to get the the, the build toward next year. See what they got to get the pieces working together and and just get the reps out on the field. And again, as a Jets fan, I'm going to be selfish here, but I want to see Garoppolo do well because that was the main destination for Kirk Cousins. And I don't think Cousins is staying in Washington, even though they should pay the man. So the Jets are over here still needing a quarterback. I mean, because they just refuse to give either of them a chance unless mccown breaks his hand and then they're just kind of forced to have to um so why not
0: i mean i think with cousins he's not certainly not helping himself this season part of it is i mean a lot of it's not his fault right none of it's his fault you lose chris thompson one of your big weapons that you found this season uh jordan reed has not been healthy uh, and and you it. have
1: an off you have an offensive line worse than the Seattle Seahawks and you're not as fast as Russell Wilson to get away from it. It's yeah
0: it's, you have an offensive you line that it. keeps getting injured. Just oh poor guy like constantly cannot deal with. He doesn't know who's going to be playing in front of him every week. Uh, Jameson Crowder can't catch a ball to save his life, and that dude's supposed to be one of the guys you let Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon go for. Uh, that's another thing too. with The Forty ers Imagine if Garcon had stayed healthy. Yes. Uh, how much that would have helped Garoppolo right now, and it, like just it, it's awful for Cousins. But what they're gonna, what a lot of people, are, a lot of people aren't gonna look at that. They're gonna look at the stat line from this year, and the Redskins are gonna say, you know what, you bet on yourself too many times. You didn't do enough this season to say that we owe you. Uh, that money and they might go back to that original deal and say okay look we'll still offer you this original deal that you turned down and you decide whether you want to take that or not and if he doesn't I'm sure that there will be that team that pays him whether it is the Jets whether it's I don't think San Francisco needs him anymore even though they they could I guess Uh, and Cardinals could come after him Uh, you know there's teams out there that if if they want to, if they say, okay, all we need is a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a proven guy. Let's go out there and get him, you know. Um, so, I, I, for me, I, I still think the Jets are a huge candidate for him more than, more than almost any other team because I think the Browns need to just go after one of those rookies, and they're going after Cousins isn't gonna it's going to help you but Kaiser
1: Kaiser is fine
0: yeah I, give
1: him a chance give Kaiser a chance even
0: if you don't think Kaiser's fine I still think that you're going to take out Sashi and everybody else to go put in a, a veteran guy no that's when, what I'm
1: saying yeah. I don't think they need to I don't think the Browns need to draft the quarterback they need a few other different places I think Kaiser's is showing signs. I mean, we talked about him enough for a week uh, 14 recap, but yeah, but Kaiser's fine.
0: I, you know, talking about somebody being fine now that he has to step into a role, Carson Wentz does get injured. Torn ACL. and This has been the year for torn ACL. is mm-hmm. awful. Uh, they hold on and beat the Rams. Uh, big game that clinches them the division. Nick Foles was obviously a proven guy. He's been in the system. Uh, I think that was under Chip Kelly, if I'm mistaken. So a different deal there, but still has incredible talent around him. Do you think that going to the... uh, There's uh, Brandon Graham called Carson Wentz are everything. Nick Foles is obviously not their everything. Can you... Maybe the rest of the season isn't necessarily that important, but what about the playoffs? Do you feel like they can feel confident with Nick Foles?
1: Does Minnesota feel confident with Case Keenum?
0: Yeah, but you've had a whole season with Case Keenum, though.
1: Right, that's that, it's just my thing. N- even though Nick Foles is not a household name, and yes, Nick Foles has had his chances and has not been amazing, he can have a resurgence, and I think he's going to be fine. I think the the death of the Eagles is a little early right now. I, I heard all over the radio today, oh, well, the Eagles are done. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to be an easy out. Nick Foles is nothing. I don't think Nick Foles has ever had this many weapons around him. I don't think Nick Foles has had a defense as good as the Eagles can be at times. I mean, they gave up 35 to the Rams, who puts up a lot of points. I don't think Nick Foles has had three running backs as good as he has right now. I'm not saying that they're going to be as good. I don't think Nick Foles is at the level of Carson Wentz, but he doesn't have to be. You can ground and pound. You have uh, Alshon Jeffrey. you can throw it up to you. You have a defense that can keep you in games. And yes, the NFC is stacked. And that's the thing that worries me. If this is the AFC, it's, I like them to get to the AFC Championship game, and we'll see what they do against the Patriots. But I, I think they dip a little bit. But could they? I mean, they're most likely getting a bye week. Could they go out and get two wins and get to the Super Bowl? Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you look at the rest of their schedule. Though you're playing the Giants, who, you know, they are what they are right now. They're they're pretty much just waiting out the season. Uh, the Raiders, by that point, if they lose their next game, they're they're out of it. Uh, you know, they may have nothing to play for by that time. And the Cowboys, it all depends on if they win the next two games, which, yeah, you're playing uh, the Raiders in one of them, a team that also is fighting for a playoff spot. So that's a toss-up right now. Then you're playing for a Seahawks team who – even though you're playing him in your building, that's really tough. Uh, you do get Zeke back at that point, but, you know, even then, it, you know, that, that game, by the time you get to the Cowboys, is a wash. You know, do they even sit? Do, do they play Foles at that point? You know, they could sit him uh, to get the playoff game. So this is a manageable schedule. Uh, yes. And that that's also where, you know, you brought up with the Chargers is like, he, this, he's going to get playing time, right? And the team might look sort of similar, but will you have played anyone that makes you go, okay, here we go, we're going into the playoffs, and now we're playing, uh, okay, you're going to get a bye. So now you're playing, let's say the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, or or you're playing uh, maybe the Seahawks, maybe even the Rams, or or whoever, are they good enough with Foles to beat one of those teams, you know, a, a Vikings team, or something? even with Keenum? I don't know. That That's where I'm worried. I'm not worried about the rest of the season. That doesn't really mean much. It's mm-hmm. when you get to that playoff where you would say with Carson Wentz, oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, the Eagles get through, but with Foles, it's a different deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and these three weeks will just get him back into rhythm a little bit. Hopefully so. Hold on to your bye week and and go from there. Are they the favorites in the NFC right now? Probably not. But would it shock me if they made the Super Bowl with Nick Foles? Not really. Because, again, they have a lot of talent around him. And Nick Foles is not garbage. He's... One of the better backup quarterbacks I think you can have in the league. And he's been in that system for a while. Obviously, again, as you said, different head coaches and and such. But he's been a part of that Eagles organization. And, you know, obviously has a rapport with the receivers and stuff. And I I think it's going to be just fine. Again, the NFC is just so stacked that, I mean, they could lose their first game or they make the Super Bowl. But you could say that about the Vikings and the Falcons and the Panthers and the Saints and everyone else. Mm -hmm. The NFC is (laughs) such a cluster right now. Who knows what's going to happen? And that's why this season's been so great.
0: Yeah, and making it even more of a cluster was one of the big games of the weekend was the Vikings and Panthers. Panthers go in and win. And making that cluster in the NFC South even bigger, making Mm -hmm. the wild card even a a bigger crapshoot right now because you got the NFC South teams all really just jumbled up and they're taking spots. And, you know, the Vikings suffer a loss, which knocks them out of first place. Yeah, you know, Keenum still played pretty well, 280 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Jonathan Stewart had one hell of a game. Uh, for himself, uh, especially if you you know you had him in fantasy, I'm sure he he might have won you a playoff game. But are the Panthers peaking at the right time here, where they might make it, or they they still got to play division here? So who do you think yeah, makes I mean, it out of the NFC South
1: to win the division? I feel like they're.
0: They're at least getting a division in one of the wild cards, right? The way things Oh, happen. yeah.
1: Or they might get both. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll get both, but it's so tough. I mean, the Falcons, Saints, or Panthers, the, who's going to come out of that? It's nearly <laughs> impossible to come up with.
0: Yeah, you I, get to play Aaron Rodgers next week <laughs> in his first game back. You know he's going to be pumped for that. I, so,
1: I, I think the Saints have are just quickly bouncing around. I mean, the, the, excuse me. The Saints play the Jets and the Buccaneers. So never mind. The Saints probably have the easiest schedule mm-hmm. in here. I they get Atlanta Week 16 again, which that was a good Thursday night game. Uh, Atlanta has a tough schedule. They three divisional opponents: Saints and Panthers to end the year. At this point, it's a coin flip, but all three of them. Would be scary out come playoff time. Listen, Carolina ever since that Super Bowl loss has been the biggest Jekyll and Hyde team I've ever seen, and that's just how Cam Newton plays. It's if he is upbeat and having fun, they will beat anybody in the league. The moment he starts getting in his head, they could lose to Cleveland. And you can almost tell how a game is going to go in the first quarter. just Not just from Cam, but I want to say it was either first or second quarter. He throws a touchdown pass to, I believe it was Funches. And you could just tell, like, that Super Bowl run, how much fun they had on every touchdown. Like, the celebration they had, I went, this was Carolina from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. This is the version that we saw them go, what, 14-2, 15-1, and run through the playoffs until they got steamrolled against Denver. It's like this was the team that was so much fun to watch. This was not the emo cam that we saw last year. So if they can keep that role going, I think Carolina is the best team. The the Saints definitely have a very improved defense and they have a lot of weapons. But I just I don't think that defense is playoff ready if you're not in a dome they've definitely taken those steps forward and atlanta i mean they are just an enigma themselves this year like they're hanging in there but i just don't think they have the same pieces as they have so to me i think carolina has the slight edge and atlanta if i'm saying one team doesn't make the playoffs i'd say atlanta doesn't but what do you think
0: uh, I think the Saints, with their schedule, if they don't, something bad happen, right? Unless the Falcons win out or something like that, where it doesn't matter, uh, and it. I just I can't see it where the Saints don't get in one of those two spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if things keep going the way they're going, they might all th- take all three mm-hmm. yeah. spots that are left. So, it, you know, uh, the problem is that they can't win out with all, you know, all playing each other. So, I mean, that's that's the problem is they all wind up playing each other at some point here. But I feel like, like you said, with Carolina, there's, there's games where they have games like this, right, where Stewart... Plays well, or McCaffrey runs it up, catching balls, and you know Cam's running and then throwing to Funchess and, and throwing to to whoever, and, and they're getting wins, and the defense is playing well. And you have games where they get completely shut down in the running game, and Cam Newton has no idea what to do, and he gets frustrated, and they they don't play well, you know, and. It, it could happen for him in this game against the Packers, where Packers know that they have to win out, and Rodgers is going to feel like, "Look, I'm coming back after everything you know the team did with Brett Hundley to keep us in this position." And that could very well be a loss. You got the Buccaneers that you should be beating at that point, even though the Buccaneers have been interesting. Uh, they seem to find a way to to stay in games, and then you got a Falcons team that by that point, it could be a, this could be the playoff game before the playoff game, mm-hmm. right? And it's in Atlanta. You know, I still think the Saints get the division at the end of the day, and then, it's hard to count out Cam Newton when that that game matters. But I just like uh, Atlanta's team more, just the way that they're built with the running game, the, the dual threats, Julio Jones. I know Matt Ryan's been not himself this year. He has not been the Matt Ryan we saw last year. But I feel like they can do enough, and I think it's Saints and Falcons and the Panthers wind up being out.
1: Could you imagine? I mean, it's going kind of most likely happen because, uh, again, the NFC has been so stacked that, like, we could be talking about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson not making the playoffs, but Nate Peterman starting a game for the Buffalo Bills in a wild card game.
0: It's the way of the NFL. <laughs>
1: right. And absolutely. The way
0: of the NFL. This crazy stuff. How one conference can be so much rougher than the other one. And, you know. You're talking about, like, teens from last year, the Cowboys, too. They could be out just from the fact that 10-6 and is not enough. If they are – I mean, they got two games that they they should be able to win, especially now without Carson Wentz, and that game against the Seahawks is going to be everything if they can get past the Raiders uh, this week. And – You know, even then, even with that, because they lost to the Falcons, because they lost to the Packers, because they lost to the Rams, it may not – it may be a case where, oh, well, those teams are in front of you. You can't do it. And uh, I, I don't know. I hate to do this because, again, it's like I was always on Zeke's side about you fight for your record. You fight for your name. You know. But man, you wonder if he would have taken that suspension a little earlier. You win one of those games you lost. You are eleven, and you know you go eleven and five. Different situation. You
1: know? Yeah, and and that's that's the difference between. I, I don't want to say real life because uh, there you go. I guess I'll I'll go that way. Real life and a game. I mean, you know, his real life situation and going through that. If he didn't do anything, yeah, I was right there with him fight for everything, fight for your name, because that's, as he says, everything you got. Um, If he did do something, he's just a piece of shit and shouldn't play in the NFL to begin with. But, yes, does it affect the season a little bit differently if he has suspended the first six games rather than this late in the season, especially because they had the Falcons, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Chiefs were in there? Yeah, of course. Um, But, I mean, to me... Even if Dallas would have eked in, especially with how tough the NFC is, I know you're a Cowboys fan. I just don't think they're there yet. They Again, they have those pieces with, with Prescott and Elliott for years. But Prescott has definitely slumped a little bit. There were times Elliott didn't look good right, at all. I remember that early game against the Broncos where he got, what, like eight yards? Yeah. I mean, and that, he definitely, was, that was just
0: a game where everybody was bad.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he definitely yeah. He turned things around and became the Zeke of his rookie season. He kind of got in that midseason form. Uh, I, honestly, about the time where it looked like maybe the legal stuff was going to be behind him for a little bit. And he could kind of mm-hmm. clear his head. Um, so definitely look for the Cowboys next year. But that's what I, I worried about Dallas and kind of that sophomore slump for everybody. But... Again, they're a game out, and you never know. And they play a team Week 16, as you've said a couple times, against the Seahawks, which that could very well be when loser is eliminated kind of a game. And then who knows about Week 17 when they play the Eagles. Uh, They kind of toyed around with the Giants a little bit on Sunday. And I'm sure a lot of you Cowboys fans aren't going to admit it, but I'm sure you were nervous in the second quarter, like, really, we're going to lose our season to the Giants.
0: Yeah, I, I thought about it for a little. It was getting me a little nervous. You know, that whole 17-10, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Eli Manning is going to pull one on the Cowboys and and screw the whole season. And, no, they were able to, to pull it out and pull away. And, hey, that all that matters is you get those 20 points in the fourth quarter. I'm not complaining. Huh. I I don't care if they play that against, the, you know, the Raiders or whatever, and they end up eking it out. All that matters right now is the wins. They yes. just got to get the wins, but you got to get help, right? You could do this, and it, I've said this a bunch of times, it doesn't matter. And it could be that way for a lot of these teams, right? The Packers could go through the same thing. Cowboys could go through the same thing. Uh, you know, uh, the Vikings are going to be watching out because if they go through a tire slump, you know, you're you're looking at, you know, a problem where, you know, you're, you're playing for that division in the, the last game. So, you know, they need to make sure that they win one more. And uh, for me, the reason why I haven't talked about them, uh, yeah, they eked out a win against the Bucks, but I feel like the Lions are, are out of it right now. They just, they have been just, I know Stafford's been playing rather well, but that team has not looked like a contender.
1: Yeah. and, And his injury definitely worries me. I I don't think he played that great on Sunday. Again, definitely good enough to get that win. But they showed it last year. How many fourth quarter comebacks did they have last year? Like six or seven of them? It was ridiculous last year. And they're trying to do that again. They're playing a lot of close games, and they're not winning as many. But they just don't give you that belief i'm with you like when you talk about contenders that right now sitting outside the playoffs that could make it even though the lions are right there they're the last team you talk about i mean you talk about the seahawks You talk about the packers talk about the cowboys oh oh yeah the the lions are seven and six uh they're an interesting team but i mean i don't think they make it again if they're in the afc I'd give him a great chance. I just, again, that's just how this year has panned out with how deep the NFC is, but I'm with you. I'm a Stafford fan, but their defense just is not that great. Their running game has been awful. Amir Abdul has been garbage. And Theo Riddick, it looks like he's going to be the number one guy. And that doesn't scare me as a defensive coordinator. So But you know what? They play the bears. They play the Bengals. And that's definitely two games you can win. So they could be that team or both of us have just went, yeah, we're not worried about it. But next thing you know, they're 9-6 and six playing the Packers week 17 and winner can make the playoffs. Yeah. This, this season has been goofy.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be so much fun to see so many of these games matter too. Even if, uh, you know, you hope that there's a lot more games mattering by then. Uh, where some of these teams do take losses that are the nine and fours, you know, basically the NFC South teams going to start uh, taking some losses that aren't against each other. But you know, it let's hopefully the Saints will just run away with it, and the Falcons and Panthers are still they're stuck in the mud with the the Packers, Cowboys, Lions, and and uh, you know all all these other teams, and and it's a fight to the finish. So i I'd, I'd hate mm-hmm. to see it just be all right. It's you know, five teams for one spot, and it's almost impossible for a lot of them. Uh, hopefully, it's both spots that are up for grabs, and mm-hmm. and even some divisions maybe. So,
1: and, and yeah. I'm, can I just get on a soapbox just for a second? Go ahead. We we're just talking about how great the Sunday night football game was, and that was a classic. Thursday night game was really good. Monday night game was good because it was surprising, right? Right. What the hell, NFL next week? We're, we're talking Colts. I was, was going to get to that, but we were just talking about you know Saturday night game, Chargers and Chiefs. That's good. We have big matchups with playoff implications between the Packers and Panthers. That's going to be a good one. Rams and Seahawks, Patriots and Steelers. Right. What do we get Thursday night? Denver and Indianapolis. Saturday we get Chicago and Detroit. I mean it could be interesting, but I really compared to those. Sunday night. I know you're, the Cowboys have a chance, but the Cowboys and Raiders, really? And The Falcons and Buccaneers. We, we have such amazing matchups, and we get such duds, <laughs> especially Thursday. I want to know the ratings for Thursday night.
0: Yeah, I think at that point, when they made the schedule, you're thinking, oh, you know, the Barbara Simeon. Has figured it out, and right. Andrew Luck's playing for the Colts, right? So it's interesting. Uh, you know the two Peyton teams going at it, even though Peyton, and maybe Peyton was going to be oh, there yeah, no. and I, I, or something.
1: I, I understand, and you can't switch a team to, the Thursday night, but it was it's just damn.
0: Yeah, it sucks. I, I mean, at least Saturday you do have the Chargers and. And Chiefs,
1: That's gonna so, be good.
0: you know they're not all going to be winners. Uh, I mean, it is it is what it is, but hey, uh, it could be it could have been much worse, you know. And plus, you've are they going to? F- uh, I don't know. Maybe they flex that Dallas and Raiders game.
1: I don't think you can flex this late. I think
0: we're past that. No, they flex the. If they flex Dallas and Giants out of the 1 o'clock, I think this is when you can start flexing, actually, for Sunday. No, I mean,
1: I would like, because it's Monday. It's already Monday night. Oh, they usually okay. do that like on Sunday. But that's what I meant. Like during the It week, is but. a
0: playoff contention game, right? Basically, <laughs> another game where Dallas either eliminates it's, somebody or they, this, they are honestly, eliminated.
1: Honestly, I, I get it. I, to me, I mean, that game is whoever loses that game is out. Right. On their side. So, I, I mean, I get it.
0: You, still it's crazy. Have, you know, Rams, Seattle and Pittsburgh and New England in the four o'clock spots. So you know, I'm sad for anybody that gets stuck with Tennessee and San Francisco, but it is what it is <laughs> you know, on at that point. But then look at the one o'clock you know, and I'm sure, you know, the prime one o'clock game is gonna be Green Bay and and Carolina, so you got good matchups across the board for all those slots. You know, you got the what could be a stinker on Saturday, or it could be a good game if they let Trubisky throw the ball. Uh, so, you know, to me the only stinker for National is is Denver and Indianapolis. Yeah, that's a that's
1: that's a rough one. That's that is the time to do anything other than watch the NFL.
0: Sadly, Eric and I will have to be watching that game, but. uh <laughs> Uh, and then Atlanta-Tampa Bay could also be one of those that, yeah. Ugh.
1: And the worst thing is the bowl season won't even start by then. So you can't nope. even watch the bowl game instead.
0: Can't Cannot do that either. It, it's like it's the middle of the next week, right?
1: It's uh, Saturday. Uh, Saturday, September 16th.
0: 7, 16? old,
1: uh, yeah.
0: So Troy, Ga- Troy and Oh, North they Texas. take off that Monday or something? What? So is it like where there's only one game on that Saturday the sixteenth and then they No, there's a bunch on?
1: on Sat there's a bunch on Saturday, they take off Monday and then it's like one a day.
0: Oh, okay, okay. For a little bit. That's that's fair, I guess. But uh, decided to start being able to watch one of the, some of these bowls though. And then of course the who do you think's gonna win the, the championship?
1: <sighs> Oklahoma
0: I think it's Scott I like ba- I, I
1: like Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's edgy, but I like him.
0: Oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with edgy. It's, it brings excitement and intrigue to anything. Uh I I think Oklahoma can get by Georgia. Uh the, all they have to do is try to outscore them. They can certainly do that with Georgia. Uh, I think Clemson gets by Alabama again. That's it's going to be a rough one, but I think they can do it. And I think Clemson retains the champion once again.
1: It could. I mean, I, I think they made a mistake. I mean, if you're just going to have these weird seedings, why not put Alabama third just for the hell of it, just so Alabama and Clemson could fight in the national championship for the third straight year?
0: Oh, because you know, no, I don't. The crap that, that it would be happening.
1: I, I'm not saying it, but. <laughs> Just so you could have a a, a triple, a 3 peep for the national championship. Just do it for fun.
0: Oh, Lord. The people crying foul for that system would be... We already have so many people wanting to, like, either go to eight or go more. It's like...
1: Eight is the most you can go. You can't go more than that.
0: That's what I keep telling everybody. And don't do the whole guaranteed conference champion or whatever, or all that stuff. Like,
1: Well, that, again, it, uh, that is if you want to be fair. If you want to be fair, na- conference champions should make the playoff. Because that's what it is. It's like winning your division, right? College football and college sports in general are not about fair. They're about the intrigue. Because I mean, you have so many teams it's tough to come up with a system that is. Well, they do it. They do it fairly
0: fair. in basketball.
1: No, they have sixty-four teams. It's. I mean, well, they, but they You, get it a you do crazy. get
0: whoever wins the conference championship tournament does get in automatically. So. Well, yeah,
1: but that's not fair either because that's a one and done. I mean, you play for yeah. five months and you lose one game, you're out. I mean, you're not. In college basketball, you rarely get the best team is your national champion. Just, I mean, that's the way it is. But again, they build that up. the most fun couple of days in all the sports and college football loves that they have a whole season of debate and that's what they have so they spread it to four i mean i can i can see going to eight because then you still get a little bit of an intrigue whether it's auburn or usc or penn state or miami that gets in or whatever but if you go to 16 You have a four-loss Stanford that would probably make it at that point?
0: I just don't want to see that happen because then it's like, it's basically like watching the NFL. I think what's great about college football is I think even with eight, with eight what you get is more certainty as to, okay, we really did have a real national champion now because some of these teams that uh, you could have fought for being in there and could have done something, okay listen when you get to eight does that mean that UCF should get a better shot at being in yes I think they should should they get an automatic no but you know this that's where you've got to weigh that whole thing of well you got to remember these schedules are made like 10 years in advance so it's not like you can really do much about it it's this is rough. And, and how
1: great would it have been if they had an 18 playoff and it let UCF in and UCF played at the first round with a backup coach? Yeah. Get, get, or or would, would,
0: would Frost have been able to
1: fight no, the, for I, saying... There, there's no way that he's going to get that job and then they're going to go, I, you can actually recruit in like two months. You, you can wait for all the good recruits to go and then you can come join us. There's no way he gets that job. It is but it'll be interesting. I mean, it, I, I, it could still be tweaked a little bit. The people that go, oh, this playoff or the kills the bowl season. It's like, you, then you didn't care about the bowls anyways. Because it's not like North Texas in their bowl game had any chance of winning the national championship. So the, the fact that there's a playoff doesn't kill that at all. But I no, don't it's, want... Those
0: bowls are just there to give them a consolation game. And, and just whatever. one more game,
1: why not? Yeah. And you get some matchups that are usually a little bit different. I wish they, honestly, the the one thing I'm sad about with bowl games still is the fact that they are still tied to conferences. Yeah. Let's get I it. Let's too. get it really goofy. Let's not set it up where it's like the fifth team in the Pac-12 will play the fourth team in the Big Ten every year. It's who cares? Let's just let's get wacky. We, we've never seen. Western Kentucky play Oregon, let's see that,
0: yeah, exactly. Let's have some fun fun stuff, and I think that's set up for like years, so oh yeah. it'll be a while right. before that is
1: honestly, just it's the easiest,
0: yeah,, I mean it's really easy for them to set it up. you kinda know based on your how you finish where you're gonna go already i can I can see why they do that, but it's just. Uh... I get your point too that that's what bothers me. It's like, oh well, they're gonna have to actually move some stuff around because of the uh, who got in, you know, and, and it being in the Rose Bowl, but it's like uh, you still went with the the matchup you would have had or whatever
1: and, like, and honestly, the thing that I hate the most about the bowls is they spread it out so much. Mm-hmm. I mean I get it you you want the ratings, you want the games to get there their views and stuff but the fact that the college football season ended at the end of november and you're going to then determine the national champion in january could you imagine the regular season for the nfl ending in december and the super bowl was in june good god (laughs) it's like "Ah, okay we'll just wait for a little while and then we'll like, Or I guess it would be March, if I was being fair. I went a little too far. But I mean, it's just, it's like, give them a week off, let's go. Put a bunch of games here and there. You can, like, I, I understand that they're trying to give exposure to some of these teams. Like, the the one game that's on Tuesday is Akron and Florida Atlantic. Would it hurt to put two or three games there? Is it going to kill <laughs> the ratings for Akron and Florida? FAU. No. I mean, the people that are watching that are either fans of the two teams or degenerate yeah. gamblers, and they're gonna watch any of the games.
0: So. Right. It's like even if you're like a college football hardcore guy, it's like, are you really watching all of these games? Like, no. I, I watch like,
1: them until my my uh, perfect streak ends, which is usually that first Saturday. <laughs>
0: That's a fair enough reason why.
1: Which if but, you guys want a sure thing, Washington State is favored by three against Michigan State. Michigan State wins that by double digits.
0: Yeah. Where's it at?
1: It's oh it's it doesn't it's not it's not at WSU. <laughs> That's it. Anytime Washington State has traveled, it's yeah been set. It's
0: awesome. right, And it's they get blown out too.
1: It's, it's in San Diego, but anytime they travel, they get to strike.
0: You are not wrong. <laughs> they That's what was so disappointing about them this season. It's like every time they had a chance to prove they were for real, except for against USC, bam, just –
1: but, but USC was at home, and so everyone, oh, they're yeah. for real. And then they go to Cal and lose thirty-seven to three. It's...
0: They get whooped by Arizona by like twenty points, and then they get whooped by Washington too. It's like, oh lord.
1: So, and they're favorite in that game. So there you go.
0: Of course they would be. You know how much of points does Mike Leach get you?
1: I guess six points, <laughs> if not more. Again, I think Michigan State blows them out, but.
0: Yep. Well, anything else you want to discuss before getting out of that, here?
1: I, I think we covered up a lot. I don't even think we had a format after a while, but I think that no, <laughs> went okay. We didn't, but it was
0: good. It was good just talking about things and I missed it. Uh, yes. It's like, you know, having a conversation about football. Just,
1: just to go behind the scenes a little bit. Like I I don't have the time to do this on like a weekly basis yet. I'm, his schedules are working themselves out a little bit better where I'm able to stream with Wes every so often. But poor Sean, at times, I just start w- going after him. <laughs> I just go after you on Facebook because so I need somebody to argue with. So I just find a topic. I'm like, okay, let's go, Sean. And... Let's argue. <laughs> let's
0: argue. <about> <laughs> but th- that's what these are, are good for. You can argue with somebody. You can. uh, you can discuss and debate things. Uh, it makes these things fun. So it was yeah. uh, awesome getting to have you, thank you. Uh, again. Glad, and,
1: I, glad I could come back for a little bit.
0: Well, as always, you are uh, welcome back anytime you want. And, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hopefully you stuck with us here for this uh, hour, almost hour and a half. And uh, if you liked what you heard, you can always hit the subscribe button. At football to the max, or you subscribe to the whole Two network and get everything that we do—not uh, only what we do, uh, you know, as far as myself or uh, Gary or or even Eric over there at the kickoff—you get uh, all the other the partner podcasts, which are great and they keep continuing to grow in number. So that's uh, uh, awesome as well. Check out that wtnet.com, which is still going. And uh, thank you for uh, last word on uh, football as well for for having us on there and until uh, thursday night friday morning we'll see you later everybody the following podcast is a w2m network original production visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts plus news reviews articles and opinions from the worlds of wrestling video games football and entertainment